Alberta Johnson grew up in Queens, New York, where she was bused to white schools and says she experienced racial violence in the 1970s. At the StoryCorps mobile booth in Fort Myers, Johnson speaks with her friend Janelle Grant about that time, as well as what it was like moving to a still-segregated Fort Myers in 2002. I remember busing. I Were went, you bused? I was bused. Wow. I remember the neighborhood schools, and I like my neighborhood schools. Most of the kids in the community, we went to schools nearby our home. And then when I turned nine years old, all of a sudden there was the bus. And when I got to the school, we were different. Um, my sister and I, we were the youngest. And um, it took some getting used to because it seems like um, my classmates didn't want us to be there. And, of course, we didn't know why we were there and um, why we were disliked. And, you know, we made friends, but it was hard in the beginning. Hmm. And it got even more difficult. In middle school, I um, encountered racial riots and still catching the bus. And sometimes people would do very cruel things. They would take newspaper and roll up feces and, like, throw it in the window while you're on the bus or bam your bus windows with baseball bats and things like that. And so you you wanted to be near windows so you can breathe, but you didn't want to get hit with the newspaper or a bat. So my um, middle school years were filled with learning what it was like and going through puberty and also experiencing racial violence. Oh. Yeah. So you and your sister were bused into more white neighborhoods? Yes. My community was mixed, but it was mostly African-Americans, some Asians, people from the Caribbean and interracial marriages. But when we were bused to, it was not like that. Same thing with high school. You had to take public transportation, so it wasn't as difficult. Oh. That was a tough time for me. And what I learned was you have to find your place. And I guess that also made me very um, protective of friends and family. I don't know mm. when I felt like I have to make sure they're safe, mm. but... I started feeling that way, and um, if I saw a threat or I thought I saw something, I always felt like something has to be done. So I walked softly, but if I had to, you would hear me. Then we're going to jump forward. You moved down to the south. You were Southern Baptist in New York, and now you moved down to Southern Florida. I stopped being a Southern Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) You moved to the south, and you stopped. That's what happened. So I had some strange experience here. Moving to Fort Myers from New York was like culture shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see enough people to look like me. And when I did see them, they worked in the restaurants. Mm-hmm. But they weren't at the tables eating, but they were working. I was like, where do they go? Don't they go outside? And then um, I didn't know where to go get my hair done. My husband didn't know where to get a haircut. We had to find places to go because um, where we moved to, there was no... Uh, beautician or barbershop that knew how to take care of our hair. So we had to find a place. And we were driving along one day and we saw MLK Boulevard. I said, it's got to be down there. (laughs) And we went down there and found it. Then we found a lot of things about Fort Myers that had we known before, maybe we would not have moved here. The Dunbar area. The Dunbar area. Probably still busing practically when you moved here. Oh, and it was like um, 20 years behind time. Mm -hmm. It was like you were in some sort of time warp, and that surprised me. Um, the churches that we went to, we didn't first find a black church, so we would go into another church. Um, it was a nice mixed church, 
but it was like I tell you, you know, Christianity can be something else. So I wanted to join the church. I wanted to just join the church, mm-hmm. and I had to fill out an application. So I'm like, okay, I fill out the application. And then a couple of weeks later, I was contacted, and then we had to go to a meeting, and we went to a meeting with all the other heads of the ministry, and they told us um, what they were about, and that once we were accepted, we can then choose what ministry you wanted to be involved. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I never got a letter or a phone call saying I'm accepted. However, we were tithing 10% of our income. Wow. We were giving to that church, and we stopped. Mm-hmm. Soon as we then stopped, we got a letter and a phone yeah. call. It was like, oh, but it was too late. We yeah. were gone. We eventually found Mount Hermon, which was in the Dunbar community. It's a black church, and we joined that church. Mm-hmm. And then we left that church. Mm-hmm. And so I met you about five years ago at the Unitarian Universalist Church here in Fort Myers. What brought you there? Well, I am now a member. Uh-huh. And I did not have to fill out an application <laughs> or wait and meet all of these people. Um, I was accepted. I went to a new members class, and it was fine. This interview was recorded at StoryCorps in Fort Myers, a national initiative to record and collect stories of everyday people. This excerpt was selected and produced by Amy Tardiff.